Hey there, midgets and men. It's the host of the Advice for Blokes podcast, Josh Ellis. And I hope you're having a swell day out there in the dystopian playground that is society. Thomas Rafferty is a social media marketing expert working with Perry over at Missing Link. He's a smart and articulate man and an avid podcast listener who's always keeping his eyes and ears open. Looks to learning new things or reframing his existing knowledge with new experiences. He's a regular guest in the shed and today we had a chat about the uh, Kyle Sanderland's rigmarole, the absence of hard-hitting comedy at the latest roast of Alec Baldwin, and the legalities of racism and discrimination in modern society. Laughs and beers were had. A poignant message to the plentiful peeps of the planet. You don't wait to speak. Open your eyes and ears to the real issues facing your mates. Ask them if they're doing well. Then ask them again. If a mate extends the offer of an understanding ear, give him or her the gravitas and opportunity to see things through your eyes. They might have a slightly different view on your struggle that will help you over the next hump. If it all seems too much, please contact lifeline.org.au on 13 11 14. They have trained and trusted counsellors available 24 hours a day. Don't you dare become a statistic. If there's anything you'd like to offer up or interact with the team, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Advice for Blokes. Or even leave a 30-second voicemail on 02-9541-8450. The show can be downloaded and streamed through Apple and Google Podcasts, or even through Spotify. May your days be merry and bright, and all your Christmases be white. You're not alone out there, fellas. Take a deep breath. Exhale and enjoy the show. Okay, this time we'll, do, we'll take two. We take can two, cheers again. Right. Okay, cheers, cheers mate. mate. So we just tried to uh, kick things off with a depressed pigeon, but it turns we, out the uh, podcast gods weren't in our favour. No. <clears throat> How you been, mate? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been. Welcome, no, welcome been to the good. welcome to the new table. Yeah, podcast studio two point Professional it's, AF. It bra. is. It's um, the chairs are more comfy. The table's more wider. Sturdy. Sturdy. Yes. Good, uh, so we just had a brief power outage, also because <laughs> fired up. Maybe overloading all of the circuits. Yeah, it's a rinky dink. This is studio. the this is the cost of bringing this quality content to you people. I'm happy to jeopardize burning myself to the ground. Yes, all for the lols. I can smell burning actually. Or is it the heater? Yeah, just be the dust on the heater. Um, tell me about what's new and happening. What's been exciting? Um, exciting. Um, well, my partner and I just got approved. Uh, Noah and I just got approved for our new home loan. Um, to do some renovations and put a granny flat out the back. So. We can get the whole family into the same place and everyone can be happy and we can all have what we want and live happily ever after, apparently. That's the theory. Nobody lives happily ever after. No, apparently not. It's just a series of challenges every day. Yeah, and you just deal with them how you can. Awesome. And are you, uh, are you going to use Sooty for the building? Or? Yeah, definitely going to use Sooty. Um, he's my first board of call. I love his work. He's um, done some beautiful stuff over there at King Cumber. He's just finished his King Cumber project and um, I believe one of them's gone on the market this weekend i think or even no might even be today actually went on the market um and he also just won a um i think it might have been australian master builders association um sustainable building project i believe was the award he won so 
Awesome. Pretty good. Good on him. Congrats, Sooty. He's uh, yeah, well done, mate. He's he's definitely a craftsman. He's fucking talented. Yeah, uh, what he's done over there is uh, amazing. Well done, nice burp. Thank you. Um, you were just reading through some of the Shannon Knoll. Yeah, place. I was um went down a rabbit hole and then ended up um stumbling under some of the old Shannon Knoll posts. God bless him. I know, right? Um, he's such a legend. He's an Australian treasure. But the poor bloke can't put a single post on Facebook. <laughs> without it blowing up. Without it going absolutely bananas with people. What do you mean poor guy? That's fucking like every we single person chasing <laughs> huge amounts of Facebook followers. I think everyone was so happy when he got arrested for um, assaulting two security at the front of a strip club, strip club in um, Adelaide. And he's also had their cocaine situation, wasn't he? Um, he got caught with cocaine. Yeah. This is a... Um, this is a talent. I'm not sure if you've seen this one here. Oh, right. What have we got? Got a gentleman who has an arm that looks weird. Oh. <laughs> oh so God. hard to watch. Oh, my uh, God. So. What is that? Eddie Spaghetti. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, man. I often say that as a joke. Oh, God. It's hard to watch. Oh, what the fuck, bro? So, he's dislocated his elbow effectively and then he's just flopping his arm around. Oh, he's windmilling with it. Oh, oh what the fuck? Yeah, that's nasty. That's rough, man. Where the fuck did you find that? How do you discover that you can do that? Um, Probably drunk and falling on it, and then it didn't hurt. It's Perhaps. Like, oh, wow. This is amazing. This is a new party trick. I didn't know you could dislocate your elbow like that, though. Like, that's not going back in, surely, at that point. Dislocated elbows, like, I've heard of a few guys that race, like, uh, super bikes or, you know, motocross that have had big accidents, dislocated elbows, and it's, you know, blinding pain, like, serious reason. Does their arm turn to spaghetti like that, though? Well, no, because he'd get it fixed, because obviously he doesn't have the money, judging by where he's from, you know, somewhere in a... Uh, it did look like Mexico. It did look like Mexico, yeah. What does he call the the favela? The favela. Um, what's they call the poor areas in Colombia or Colombia or Mexico? I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're going to hospital to get surgery and rehab somehow. Uh, we've we've had all this uh, climate change um, protesting and uh, whatnot. Whatnot. How dare you? Yeah, she uh, was. Uh, she's obviously been very well trained by her parents. Or someone. Um, oh, definitely. Her parents, they're both activists. But then we've... Like our Australian equivalent is somebody like... <coughs> pardon me. Nice. Somebody like um, this retard here. Who... Who the fuck? Shaved half his beard. But why? Because he's trying to demonstrate how much of the Amazon's been burned in these last fires. Oh, my God. So he shaves half his beard... I guess the thing is, if I saw somebody in the street like that, I go, "You're just trying to bring attention to yourself for some reason," and I would then intentionally completely fucking ignore. Yeah, hundred percent. Or they've got mental issues. Which or I don't think I'm going to go. Excuse me, sir. Why have you shaved half your beard? And that reminds be, me. Of, oh, yeah. Fancy you ask me. Did, did you watch Seinfeld when you were younger? Um, not when I was younger, but I've replayed most of it in later years. There was one episode where Kramer was wearing a helmet. He got kicked in the side of the head by crazy Joe Davola. <laughs> and Kramer came in and he had half of his 
his beard shaved. He because he'd had this concussion, he'd, he was only dealing with like one particular side of his body. So <laughs> he had that. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm, fucking Seinfeld classic. <laughs> so I, I went back and watched that episode. So that's the only awareness that he has really raised because I already knew that the Amazon was burning. Well, yeah, I did. We all did. It was a really big deal. It was on the news. I don't think it's he's going to move the needle whatsoever. No, absolutely not. Particularly not in Australia. Like, what the fuck are Australians going to do about the fact that the Amazon's burning? Nothing. Donate money to a charity. Which are... Uh, it's probably what? like Save the Amazon. Yeah. And then that, you know, may just be to save Amazon.com. You don't know. <laughs> I hear they're struggling for cash. Oh, fucking hell. Yes, apparently how they are. Well, the divorce, you know. She took half his money. <laughs> half. <laughs> Take half his shit. And half his beard. Uh, oh fuck, that's kind of relatable. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, what. Do you, what's your stance on the the whole like protesting sort of situation that that was just happening? Um, funny. It's probably one of those things I'm actually pretty impartial to. Um, do you think we should save the environment where possible? Yeah, hundred percent. Of course. Yeah. I, it, to me, it's. Um, and I live with two old dinosaurs. I get really upset about people like Greta. Um, but I don't. I think. It's fairly admirable, her intention. There's nothing not admirable about what she's doing. Um, you know, I can sit and judge and be like, it's kind of comical how well you seem like a fantastic Hollywood actor. That speech you gave was something like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis would do or Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. It was very moving. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio has done those speeches in the past, actually. He on has. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's such a like the whole space of that conversation it, again it's all identity politics it's left and right environment no environment you know it's um it's such a mess it's a, you're either for it or against it and it's there's no middle ground whatsoever you either support I, I her i think the most most well i don't fucking support her just cuz i don't like her yeah <clears throat> and she's 16 i'm allowed to fucking hate her yeah, she's 16 she's a child I, i'm allowed to <clears throat> hate children also uh we all are yeah you technically you're allowed to be racist right you are allowed. It's your, your choice. Yeah. It's your, your prerogative. I mean, you're not allowed to go out of your way and be like, you know, I didn't hire that person because he's Asian or black or Blasian or Aboriginal or whatever the case is. But internally, you are allowed to be racist. Can you, you imagine that as like a company LinkedIn post? Like, huh, didn't hire this guy today because he was black. <laughs> Lol. It's like- Lol jokes. The CEOs that are in, that, in their 80s, if they have LinkedIn, I can just imagine that being <laughs> the shit that would happen. <laughs> Didn't hire that muzzy today. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, good size. See you later. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, look at that. So he, yeah. So anyway, that the that that is like. People just get their fucking nose out of joint. Like it, this idea that everyone's being called a fucking bigot and a fascist and yeah. and whatnot, particularly you know, and a Nazi and those kinds of things, particularly in the US. And it's obviously all over social media because we tend to unfortunately get a lot of that US stuff forced down our throats on yeah. our social media platforms. We end up following suit, following yeah. the trends. That yeah, coming. I mean, the thing is, we end up fighting things here that. Uh, like I see mates of mine posting fucking stuff on Facebook about gun debate and whatever, but it's like in Australia, it's a foregone conclusion. And, and begging for Trump's impeachment and you're like, you don't live there. Yeah. And also, why the fuck would you want your president to be impeached? Like, do you you actually want him to have been conducting himself illegally? He's the, fu- he's the guy running your country. Yeah. Shouldn't you be going, oh, no, it's a good thing. I, I, like, thank fuck there was nothing found. 
Yeah. You know, he's running our country and has been for it some time. It just shows that your intentions are misaligned. Just because you don't like him and he's an orange floppy haired idiot doesn't mean, <laughs> you know, you're just literally being like, no, 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 I don't care. I just want him out of there. And it's like, hang on a second. Yeah. Would you apply that logic to anything else in life? And who do they think was going to fucking take over if, if he was not there? Bernie, the champion of the people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think they get to fucking just go back and have a new vote and, 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 <laughs> and get the person in that they really want. Like, that's not how it works. There's legislation in place. Can he actually be voted in again after being impeached? Is that? I'm not sure. I don't, oh, no, I someone said no this because of the- um, Being jail, most likely, if he was actually impeached. Possibly, yeah. Um, it's still only possibilities, but, of course. But at the minimum, huge fines and, and a criminal record. I just I don't see it coming- point. And ACT actually, but speak of local um, local politics, ACT's now legalised cannabis. Yeah, fantastic. So you Thursday have last week, or fifty something. grams on your person, and you can have two plants, and then obviously it gets complicated after that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the part that I don't understand. Is you can't you can't give weed to anybody. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed. That's illegal. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to sell <clears throat> weed to anybody, but you are allowed to have. Two plants and 50 grams. Now, those two plants, based on my understanding, are likely to yield more than 50 grams grams worth of Mm. dried cannabis. So, you're allowed to have two plants, which is going to amass more than 50 grams. So, then at some point, you're going to be illegal. Like, you might have 350 grams worth of cannabis stored in jars. So, you're now now illegal from the two plants (laughs) you're allowed to have. What a stitch up. And you're not allowed to... You're not allowed to sell cannabis or give cannabis to anybody. How do you get the plants? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't buy them because no one's allowed to sell them. You magically already have them. Right. So, they <laughs> exist. So, the, the whole, like I understand it. It's a good thing and they're, they're lightening up the load on the legal system. But how does it come to existence? Maybe it's going to be have like- they just um, acknowledge that it's already there? No, nah, the it's going to be at the, the police auctions, but it's going to be free. <laughs> you, take them, you go to the cop auctions, you pick up a Rolex for half price and you get a drug dealer's um, Mercedes and his street bopper and you get to take home two plants. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine too many cannabis dealers are driving around in Mercedes though. No, well, we even have ex, fucking cars, ex-coke. really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then all the... They all don't the leave usual, the house. No, all the usual shit still applies regarding not being able to drive under the influence and whatever. I think like it's all ultra progressive. I generally thought of the ACT as being more or less, you know, it's really federal government. Because obviously there's a lot of government bodies that are there being mm. um, the capital of Australia. But you've always been able to get fireworks and porn and... Fireworks, have, uh, they stopped that years oh, ago. Oh, they did. Okay. See you late to the party. And porn, who gives a shit? It's all on the internet anyway. I know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was sort of uh, legacy stuff that was there. But the fact that they've actually gone out of their way to pretty... be more progressive with the, the new stuff is quite cool. Yeah. Hopefully we see a bit of a... You know, it'd be great to see that rolled out I nationwide. Think, well, I surely think it has to be. It has corner. to be. Yeah, it, it's going to. I honestly, I thought because we we saw it in the US. I thought that we were at least ten years before we even started having that conversation. Yeah, me too. I thought it was going to be miles and miles away. I'm so surprised that all of a sudden, bang, Canberra, Canberra's done it, and yeah. surely it's just going to snowball now. And hopefully, we can follow up suit with the psilocybin um, mushroom. Uh, Legality changes that they've had in some states in the US. Well, see, the psilocybin uh, mushy stuff, so magic mushrooms, mm. that's a neat, another confusing thing because they grow on the ground here in Australia anyway. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so if you've got psilocybin, and they just grow wild, right? Yeah. Just when the conditions are right. So that there's all these websites around, you know, the best places to go and find these magic mushrooms out in the out in the state forest. As Raf <laughs> hits up the institute, yeah. The so, and I've trawled through those a little bit, and they give you rough ideas in terms of where the best spots are and whatever. But the reality is, so say here, this is seven acres, guaranteed down through the valley, there would have been some magic mushrooms growing at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's growing on my property. Who's and it's an illegal eating it. And it, but it's an illegal drug. Do you get my drift there? Yep. Like you're so, growing an illegal drug. You should be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's this weird. It's this weird thing where we're like, no, 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 no. Like it's illegal to to like eat it. Maybe we're not sure. Or mm. it's very. That, it's almost the weirder one. I'm sure it's probably because they're having conversations about it. But it's almost like. That should be the first. I can't even imagine getting... But I wouldn't even be scared. That's the thing. I'd be so nonchalant about having a pocket full of shrooms and then a cop being like, empty out your pockets because you clearly <laughs> fucked up and be like, they're shrooms, man. I just picked them out of the ground. Yeah, it's illegal. I don't, you really have to explain this to me. I don't... How do you even know what it is? Do you know that that is a golden golden top mushroom? Like, here, are you going to eat it to find out? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I'll hold actually. your gun, eat it. <laughs> you just hand over some, um, what, what are some of the normal mushrooms that you buy in? Uh, portobello. Yeah, just hand over a bag of portobello <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> oh. Imagine that, you actually end up going to prison because you just, or you go to the jail for the night because you were carrying around a bag <laughs> of dried portobello mushrooms. <laughs> and the funny part is, if you went into a music festival, a hundred percent that would be the oh, fucking. Can you imagine outcome. you get ground tackled into the gravel? To be, I mean, me in the back of your head just grinding it into the path to be I like. Just, I just really like mushrooms, <laughs> not the magic mushrooms. Oh no! It'd be like, no, look, how dare you discriminate? To me, all mushrooms are magic. Excuse me, officer. Didn't you know that mushrooms are closer to animal than they are to plant? They are. They're very intricate organisms that span. I believe they can span for kilometers certain types of, um, I don't know what their actual parent group of um, plants that they're called again, actually, mushrooms. What's their? Well, they're a fungi. fungi. And they can grow like kilometers through massive forests is the same um, organism. Yeah, the same network under the ground. That's it's amazing. fucking impressive. Very. And the way that they decompose stuff and give life to, uh, to plants and whatnot. It's pretty impressive. I still can't believe how brilliant they are at getting you fucked up and feeling relatively fine the next day i've never had the the psilocybin experience i'm not sure that i'd be okay on sort of psychotropics I, to me it's my absolute favorite of everything you can consume that alters your mind but it, you're comfortable kind of letting go I don't, I don't think i am i get like i had a oh shit moment on them like a, I was viewing the world through like a you know in um submarines where they got the, gr the black and green screen and it's a Crossboard pattern and bing, 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 bing. Yep. I could only see the room through the lens of that. As a, as a radar. Effect. As a radar, yeah. I was looking through a radar and it was almost like a mix of uh, Tron and that and people looked a bit cartoonish. <clears throat> and yes, I was seeing things with faces like the beer bottle would have a face on it or something. Wow. And you kind of go, Ooh. My one experience with anything that was, um, I guess, psychoactive like that would be like in terms of the hallucinogenic effect there was do you remember ages ago there was all these legal quote-unquote drugs you that could were get available. at the smoke shops yeah you get them there down at the down at the cross there were lots Flacker of and shit like that so there was uh one called 2ce yeah and i'd, I'd 
I was just at a party and, and that was going around. And I was like, oh, that looks like cocaine. And they're like, no, no, it's 2CE. And I'm like, what the fuck is 2CE? And then somebody <coughs> explained the story to me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll try that. So I had a crack. And keep in mind, this is 100% legal at the time. Mm. And uh, I, th- I lost about seven hours that night. I do remember sitting there thinking I could see the colour of music. <laughs> that sounds like acid. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what it was supposed to be. It was like the... Syn- it was synthetic like a- acid. Yeah, well, acid's well, already acid's synthetic. synthetic yeah. yeah, but but it was like the, the legal version of, of LSD, effectively. Fuck. Uh, and I just remember, yeah, sitting there. And then uh, the other thing I did remember was at my mate Mick's place. And I, was, I went, dude, someone spilt beer on your carpet. And he goes... <laughs> Uh, Josh, that was you. <laughs> uh, that's such a high thing to say. <laughs> and then um, a car pulled into the the driveway. I was sitting sitting on the the carpet, obviously right near where I'd spilled the beer, and I was like, and we lived out in the middle of nowhere. And this car pulls into the driveway. And I see the headlights. I'm like, oh, someone's in trouble. <laughs> and it was my wife. <laughs> oh, you yeah, so you were in trouble. You were dead. So I, in trouble. I walked out and I walked up to the car. I'm like, who are you looking for? She goes, uh, Josh. I'm like. Oh hey, um, what's going on? She goes, uh, it's five thirty in the morning. Oh. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like ten o'clock. Oh yeah, fuck! It's five thirty in the morning. Oh. Yeah, so. yeah. They have a, a real habit to do that. I remember having um, I remember having a day at uh, a Newport Arms on the beers, and uh, you know we tried to get a bag, wouldn't happen. But someone brought out uh, liquid LSD. In an eyedropper, which I've never had before. I've never mm-hmm. had acid in my. I've had a tiny, 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 tiny bit, and he's like, two drops will do you good." <clears throat> two drops. Got someone else. Two drops. Someone else. Two drops. And then I lost probably <laughs> four hours. <laughs> oh really? Well, and you were felt- still there at the Newport Arms the whole time. No, no, no. We'd left. We'd no. gone to someone's house and then had it there. Then went wandering the streets to end up. I don't know where we went, but then I just would have patches disappear, and then ended up. What happened was. This was all daylight. And then all of a sudden it's nighttime and I'm on a street corner and the two guys I'm with that have had it are absolutely detached from reality. And I'm looking around like, we're, we're at an intersection. This is an intersection. I know intersections. I've been to one of these before. Ooh-hoo. Which one is this? Right. <laughs> um, and did then, you have your phone with you still at that point? Um, I did have my phone, but I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, we were very, very lost souls. And then... We ended up getting, there was a girl with us who'd kind of decided to, she was with one of the blokes that we had with us. And she's like, I need to get you guys to a pub. You need to drink beer because you're wrecked. And we thought it was like- I like that that beer is a solution at that point. You got to drink a lot of beer to get it to end. Okay. Got to get drunk to kind of kill a little bit. And um, she was, took us to, and at this time it's dark, but we think it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And it's not, it's just gone dark. So we feel like- Six hours, seven hours passed. It'd only been like an hour had passed, but we weren't there for an hour, that's for sure. Yeah. And um, she takes us into like an RSL club and we walk in and thinking it's like, we're just expecting loud, lots of people, we're going to blend and hide in. We walk in and it's like an RSL club, like old people <laughs> pushing walking frames around and we walk in and go, Ah, and run back out the door and she like stops us at the door she's like you can't you need to calm down and she's like walks us out the back sits at a table I'm like I'm getting you beers no one move and we're just like why the fuck are we and then it got too much and she's like there's too many old people here I gotta get you out and so I, don't, I think we got a Uber or something <clears throat> to a brewery Modus Operandi Brewing Company brewery down there in um, what's a 
Barry down there. It was Newport. So mm-hmm. takes us in there and um, shit just gets weirder. We're in a bar and it looks like it goes a little bit and then there's a big wall that's a mirror. So I feel comfortable. I know my space. It's a smallish space. I'm at the bar. I'm ordering a drink and I'm like at the bar kind of looking around trying to just keep my eyes on who the, who I'm with. And then I look and I'm like, stand, I'm trying to look at myself and I'm like, that's not a fucking mirror. So I'm standing in the aisle of this bar kind of going. <laughs> Thinking it's a mirror. mirror. And it's just this massive it's just a corridor. Bar, it's a huge bar too. It's so big. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shrinking. I'm like in fear that this massive room I'm in is just going to swallow me up and spit me out. And I'm like, it's not that small. It's not a mirror. And he's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? It was never a mirror. And I'm like, oh my God. We're like, get us the fuck out of here. We ended up on the streets wandering around. We couldn't go in any venue anymore. We were like, we're done. You were just cooked. Oh, that was fucking, that was gnarly. And you thought it was wearing off. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm coming good. 10 minutes later, just fucking battling. Like, no, no, no. I'm coming good. I'm coming good. But I reckon the goblin sitting next to me, <laughs> he still looks Yeah, he's up. been stroking my head the whole time. <laughs> He's got such soft hands. Oh, fuck. He smells like marshmallows. Yeah, that was what it was like. And I thought I could run really fast too, which was hilarious. I was sprinting up and down the streets. Like I'd just run ahead of the people I was with really, really fast, full sprint. And I'd think like I'm flying basically. Big smile on my face and then run back to them and be like, I was like a dog. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Did I do good? Did I do do good? good? I'll run again. (laughs) I'll chase again. I'll chase again. (laughs) Oh, that was a, um, the next day was, yeah, it was a wake up call. The the whole drug thing is a it's such an interesting complex problem. Obviously the war on drugs after the Nixon administration and whatever is not fucking working and we probably took the wrong approach with drugs. But um yeah, that's the flow on from the well, part of the fact that we're, you know, part of Western culture. Yeah. But the the fact that we kind of force people who are drug users or drug abusers to alienate themselves from society because they feel like it's something that they need to be shameful of Yeah, is like, it's just it's counterintuitive to helping people to recover, get off the, the addiction, the chemical addiction that they may or may not have. And I reckon, you know, the majority of it is that social side of things. I'm not suggesting everyone should be, you know, railing lines at 11 year olds, birth, 11 year old birthday parties, but I don't, I don't know what mm. the answer is, but it's definitely not what we're currently doing. No, I mean, maybe this whole movement in the ACT is going to sort it's of gonna, change gonna. I think it's going to change the direction. I know in one of the statements, I'm not sure who it was, it said that, um, you know, I mean, and I've heard this said, you know, many, many times about the situation is that we need to make it a um, health, health problem, problem, not a criminal problem. Yeah. Because, you know, in the recreational side, it's, it's negligible. You don't even need to really, you can just leave it be. <clears throat> you need health awareness and education so that young people understand yeah. the risks. Like, I don't recommend, you know, what I went through on ACID, I'm fine with that. There is so many people that that would happen to that they'd end up in a padded cell. Like they could not, because the distortion of reality would just be too much to handle. Where to me, I'm like, this is fucking, let's go. This is great. But what the interesting part is because of the criminality of it, you end up, especially with weed, you end up with people getting, they shouldn't be getting busted for having it. But then you get the criminal enterprise is just fed by the fact that it's illegal. So there's a need and they just supply the need. 
That's right, and, and they are criminals, and yeah. so they will do illegal, more and more illegal things to um, well, just all to part maintain of the, their business. You know, they're happy to kill people, you know, bribe, do all sorts of crazy I shit. Mean, we've all killed someone, right? Yeah, at some point. I helped you bury them in the back. You just implicated yourself in a murder. Recorded too. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the with the drug addiction side of things, so I had your friend Nick on on Sunday. Yep. Not Nick on, not like the camera, but Nick on. on the, and yep. we touched on uh, some of his sort of drug addiction problems. Uh, that's just been uploaded actually this afternoon. But the the weird thing about, well, for at least some of, the, some of the people that I'm hearing stories from and, and people that I've known in the past who have done things like heroin mm. is... The and people who have been addicted to heroin, they say, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm an addict. I'm I'm a reform. I'm whatever the case is, and I'm no longer, you know, partaking in anything. I'm abstaining from all of the drugs, including alcohol and whatever." But what I'm hearing more and more is people talking about the really honest side of it. Because if you talk to somebody, like, there's no worse non-smoker than somebody who used to smoke. They're always the fucking worst, right? Uh, yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Get that thing away from me. The, the same sort of thing with drug addicts when they get into that reformed period of their life where they're like, you know, I'm 874 days clean. I'm an addict, blah, blah, blah. This is my story. And all drugs are bad. The people who, who are now being a bit more honest about it, they're actually saying, I still fucking love heroin. Mm. Like, I fucking love it. It is the best drug. And for, by all accounts, it is the best drug in the entire yeah. fucking world. I haven't done it myself. But maybe one day, you know, grow and develop yeah. as a human being. Run of the tick on the bucket list. Man. Yeah. And I, I, know t- I know a guy who's done it twice. And he said, look, it, the, the dirty side of heroin is the when you get down that proper addict level, when you're dealing with criminals, when you're sneaking around in in the shadows all the time, that's mm. the really fucking dirty part. But there are, believe it or not, casual users of, of heroin. I mean, we know people who are recreational drug users. Yeah. And and they're, they're people who continue to um, do their thing as far as society is, t- is concerned. They Absolutely. contribute to our economy. They employ people. They're, like they're legit people and yeah. the fact that they occasionally, you know, recreationally, it might be once every couple of months or once every couple of years, whatever. Yeah. But as far as the law is concerned, they're criminals, right? But um, the, the, the fact that these guys are able to say, I really fucking miss the drugs. I'm not going to go back to them because I understand it is bad. Yeah. But they are able to say, yeah, I miss those times where I was able to fucking do heroin for like five days in a row like they were really really fucking good days yeah. like the the crazy stories i think i think it's joe list one of the comedians he talks about um his heroin use days and i think it's joe list if not joe you should probably try heroin but uh <laughs> the the reality is that that's that's kind of the like that's the feeling behind it yeah and instead of just jumping onto this rhetoric of Drugs are bad, fucking disgusting, blah, blah, blah. They yeah. ruin lives. These guys are able to go, no, no, like they're really fucking good and I've, I'm choosing not to do it anymore. Um, I, I, I don't know how we should reframe that or, or look at look at drug use in that way, but it's just an interesting thing. It is, but it's you look at it and if you want to compare it to alcohol, which is a drug, a recreational drug that's legal and it's, you know, it's far more widely abused than any of the, you know, class one narcotics yeah. that are illegal. Um, this, and the health problems far outweigh, the deaths far outweigh 
pardon me, it people use it daily, you know. Oh, absolutely. People drink every day and then people drink to excess every day and there's people you, but it would be okay. Like your neighbor, oh, yeah, he drinks half a case every night, whatever. Turns out to work the next day as a concreter. But if he was shooting up and knotting up on the couch and falling asleep, he's a junkie. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And based on um, the way that we grew up as kids, like I was told, because my parents were very much a product of, um, you know, that that post-Nixon administration Mm -hmm. era where the war on drugs and and whatnot. And so there was this fucking hard-nosed approach to the fact that any drugs are bad. So you smoke weed once and you're, you're a fucking junkie. Yeah. The irony being that, you know, I came from a family of alcoholics. But if you look at the physical and social impacts of somebody smoking a joint every night when they go home versus somebody being a proper fucking hard, hardcore alcoholic, the cost factor, mm-hmm. weed's going to be heaps cheaper. Yep. Uh, the physical impact on your body significantly less yep. there is still the combustion if you're spinning it with tobacco you've got the possibility of lung infections and cancer on those kinds of things but long-term alcohol abuse fucking destroys your body yeah 100%. Make, makes you obese um so yeah I, I i don't know it's a it's a weird thing it's very strange it's just and what's the difference we talk about drug abuse right so drug abuse when it comes to to illegal drugs so the second you take say cocaine is that abuse is that abuse yeah i've always found that i think abusing it would be overuse in my in my my personal definition would be because then if you're just having a bag every once in a while or you're having a joint every once in a while to me that's you're not abusing the product yeah but if you're boozing on you know binge you know if you look at lots of people in their 20s Mo, you know i would say most of the people that i came into contact in my 20s did use recreational drugs but it was also a f- fairly large amount who would get blackout drunk and vomit on themselves and yeah. fall in the gutter with a kebab wrapped under their arm and i'm like pretty sure you're in a worse state than everyone that had a couple of pingers and a few drinks and went home yeah and 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 we know we know very clearly the difference with um prescription medication the difference between abuse and and use right? yes yeah but do we? Because if you're still getting doctors to prescribe it, like that's like my mum with her her pain medication addiction that she had mm. after her uh, her knee replacement, that like that was at a, an abuse level, and she was hugely addicted, chemical hooks in and everything, mm. and you know, opioids, so effectively heroin. Yeah. Um, obviously not heroin, but let's say effectively. It's close enough, isn't it? And so. She's abusing it, but her doctor's get writing the script for her. Like so, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the balance. Yeah, it is a strange, and it's not as bad here, I don't think, as it is in the US. The um, opioid crisis there is, but it's just bananas. Like how crazy and how far gone it is over there. But like I know, even from my mum, she's been on, um, you know, endone for. I don't. I would struggle to know, but I would feel like it's ten years. Um, but is this for nerve pain or yeah well she's had like Lyrica which is specifically for nerve pain but um, it's to do with she's had two spinal fusion surgeries and then she's got a, a hip has been deteriorating but they've never been able to diagnose it until recently it's starting to actually look like it's a hip deteriorating mm-hmm. but she's basically been in unbearable pain most days of her life but she's really good I've used to criticize mum quite heavily when I didn't live with her it was more of an assumption but once I live with her I kind of as a grown up and seeing how she will 
just smoke cigarettes and drink, yeah. but not to have the opioid. And oh, she'll so. only halve them because she's like, yeah. I really don't want to have it. So, but I'm sure there's people that go through her pain that are just like, because they can, they can literally just keep chucking them in multiple a day, go to the doctor, my script's out, I'm in unbearable pain. There you go, round in circles because they, and pain's one of those weird things is there's no evidence of pain. Right. You can't okay. prove pain. I'm going to try that. So what are the drugs that I should try and get my hands on? Endone. Endone. And is that like the easiest one? Well, this is just this is just a social experiment. Yeah, no. I'm absolutely. curious. I want to see. I want to see how hard it is for me to get my hands on proper fucking pain medication. I reckon if you go in and you explain that it's basically unbearable, um, and tell them things like you've had, uh, what's the, what's the codeine and paracetamol mix they've got? Yeah, yeah. Which used to be like over pen, the like penadine four. Four. It used to be over the yeah. counter, and now it's uh, off the shelf. Um. And just pull it down in front of you a bit further. Oh, yeah. Just like down under your chin. So, um, so that used to be off, off the shelf. And then now it's, um, sorry, it used to be behind the counter, now it's off the shelf. But if you've had Hold that. On, it's off the shelf now. I think it's off the shelf now. I thought yeah. they went the other way around. Okay, whatever it is. Maybe it's just the other way around. But I know that they always want to give you that. And I've had to explain to them in like pretty bad injuries. The problem is, if I look back on my history of some of my injuries, it's usually on nights out where I'm fucked up. And I've had the incident. And I've had drugs in my system and they go, what have you, you know, any drugs? Yep. All of them. Drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I've got plenty. I don't need any more. Um, but yep. then when it comes to medicating you for your injuries, it's like, here's this. And it's like, this is doing nothing. And they're like, they're not going to give you anything else because you've, you're a recreational drug user. You have addictive tendencies. And I'm like. <sighs> oh, so they, you, they only asked you. It's not like they just <clears throat> to do anything. No, it's a blanket treatment though. They can't say you who has recreational drugs every once in a while is different to the person that is a drunk and drug abuser who is desperate for them, comes in injured on drugs and wants endone, but really wants endone and then wants mm. a prescription. It's just a I, like I had to beg and plead. But so I know when I've had real injuries, you've got to be so careful how you ask for them. They don't want to give them out. Right. And in Australia, it's really hard to get them. Um, Mum actually had to change doctors at one point because they're like, you can't keep having opioids every day for the rest of your life pulled the plug on her and she had to go to a new doctor that wasn't that's bullshit you're old, an older lady you're old as fuck yeah you're deteriorating <laughs> you know you're in a lot of pain it's just that's the only thing we can do for you is do this but you'd need to and you gotta be so careful and they'll probably be asking you questions about recreational drug use you're probably gonna have to lie about all of it in a social experiment sense you okay have- i'll lie and tell them i have taken some yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's uh, yeah. All right, I think all right. I'll report back. That'd be a good update. I'm gonna have to give it. I'll, I'll give it a couple of weeks. Maybe we could go. do a Joey Diaz special and have um have Endone on the podcast just to tell everyone what it's like. <laughs> just get 25 minutes in and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, actually, it would be better. They'd be like, hmm, mm, mm. I'm comfy, guys. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. This microphone's so soft. <laughs> that's a shame too. We don't get the um. It'd be good, hopefully, if the legal make weed legal. But I'm keen to have all these edibles I keep hearing about. On so many people talk about the edibles you get in the US. That yeah, but I mean that that's not going to happen here because if if we're limited to, with the quantity is limited, such as it is in the ACT, it means no manufacturer is going to be able to, well, no person producing those edibles is going to be able to hold on to a commercial quantity of, but of you cannabis. Think maybe if we make it legal. 
nationwide for an individual, do we think we might have bring in laws to then have companies manufacture products? Not until the government has figured out how to tax it properly. True. Because the US are doing really well from that. I know um, Colorado. Colorado made more tax money off weed than they did off booze, which is, uh, they were fucking blown away. Yeah. It's unbelievable what they achieved with that. And isn't that like, why do you want the money going into the criminal's hands? Yeah. It could be going into tax money. We could have curb and guttering everywhere and no potholes. (laughs) In theory. In theory. Although all our registration and insurance that we pay for our cars conceptually should already be enough to maintain the roads. Is the I didn't think you've got the I didn't think um, road maintenance came out of car rego. I believe it does. I believe at a state level it does, and then it's divvied up into the the council coffers. Because I remember being a um, and speeding fines are supposed to as well. So I remember having a um, when I was more into my cycling. I think we've touched on this last time potentially i cut all the cycling out oh good i was gonna say i'm not gonna talk i'm not going down the cycling road but i know that from the arguments you'd have with people about get registration and you're like most cyclists have a car as well like yes and then the argument was which was basically pushed into the cycling community was registration doesn't pay for road maintenance it comes out of your income tax uh income tax that might be federal federal, so it might be federal roads different case yeah which would be like uh, freeways and stuff yeah which is fucking who cares they're over you know how often do you use them in comparison to your local street that you and freeway to be fair though freeways are like they're generally always fantastic because they've got like 150 to 200 mil worth of proper concrete base like reinforced concrete base underneath them and they actually build up the structure like you see the freeway works they're doing here at the moment they go That's and they crazy. pour so much concrete and then eventually they build up and road base underneath. And it's then amazing. The la- the- like you watch the layers and the fact that it takes years to build. Oh, it's crazy. And the thing that I really appreciate, the more like people go, oh, fucking road works. They're still... But when you drive through there and you realize how complex it would need, how complex their planning would need to be to maintain the road to even be usable at all. Yeah. Like they, they're now putting adding an extra lane but they're going to have to resurface the two lanes that are already there. So that means they're taking out half of the freeway. So that means they need to build a new road going across onto the other side before they even start building the road proper. And that road that they're building needs to withstand all of that heavy traffic and stuff. Like it's, it's amazing. It really is a, it's, it's a feat of planning and engineering that they get Like if you're building a fresh new freeway, like the stuff that was all up North, no big deal. Cause they just, roll it out for kilometres well, and kilometres. You see that when you're going north still That's now. Right. They're, they're doing massive overpasses and joints. Like, yeah. they can have at it. You know, it's not, That's af- right. yeah. not affecting you. But yet to think, yeah, they're literally going, hmm, if we move this and we've got a little bit of shoulder and we add a little bit, we've yeah. now made ourselves a new road. All right, now let's close the other one and let's rip it out. And then rip it out a way, 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 way down and then completely start from road base back up. Yeah, it's super fucking impressive. I mean, it's an inconvenience if, you, if you're if you a road user, but the, the long term is so is, was so much better. Well, look at any roadworks that was an inconvenience at one point, like even a Rimba when they're doing a Rimba, which is now done, and you have bottlenecks at one end. But when you get out of the bottleneck and you hit that, you're like, wow. That, rem- should, that should be... I'm fucking sick of our speed limits constantly decreasing, though. Oh, it's That's fucked. pissing me off. Like, that's a, that's a dual lane carriage. Should way. be 70 or 80. Should be 70 or 80. And, and, and there's 50, th- no 60. 60. And there's no houses on either side. Like there are houses oh, set back on one side, but way back. And there's one street, crazy. but it's set of lights now. It's yeah, not and a- it can't be a noise complaint issue because there's a fucking railroad <laughs> right next to it. So, like, yeah. I, I just, it's, it, our cars are continuing to get safer and safer. 
Uh, and faster. If, like, if you think of it in theory as the, the advance of technology would be, you know, a Tesla, Elon Musk's creation, and it's spastic fast. Oh, fucking stupid, yeah. And then we're getting, the roads are getting slower the, the and slower <laughs> and smoother. And it's like, you know, crank them up a little bit. Yeah. And look, if some, some people are going to be shit drivers, but, you know, the problem will take care of itself. Yeah, it's oh. Darwinism already. They already fuck up. <laughs> Didn't the UK a while ago, was it just in London or over the whole UK, do like a, if your car's older than X, there's like a buyback scheme to get them off the road for emissions and... I'm not sure. Maybe. I know that they definitely, well, London in particular, they've got super high fucking um, toll charges mm. on the on the roads around it's the city like but I, 50 pounds uh, a day and, or something and also yeah so the they take a the the camera system is very comprehensive so they take a photo of the number plate the number plate tells them the year make and model of the vehicle and then based on the age of the vehicle the tax is either higher or lower so if you're driving in the city in an electric vehicle that your tolls are significantly lower yeah. than what they would be for you and you've got an old clanger that's pouring out fucking blue smoke yeah <clears throat> yeah i didn't kind of don't understand well this is probably a really good explanation for why they haven't done it or don't do it yet but i feel like getting all of the old shitty cars off the road in a buyback scheme and getting people i don't think that's a good idea though well i you know i haven't thought it through well enough because well at all what what if you've got a you know classic classic 1970s i think there's different heritage i think there's different heritage laws but it's 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 that would fall under the same classification because it's a it's a gas guzzler it's carbureted so it's inefficient mm. it's fucking heavy breaks a shit it's unsafe it steers poorly yes like they they are a dangerous piece of oh, shit car by cars. today's standards but they are a classic i think it isn't as black and white as my description i feel like it would be more thought through in that sense but then it's debatable what's well it isn't debatable what's a classic like there's yes it is <laughs> I'm not kidding. At an individual level. VN, VN Commodores now. This piece of shit. VN Commodores now classify for club registration. You're fucking for kidding vintage, me. You can get vintage, vintage club v- plates. For a VN Which Commodore. is r- super cheap insurance and super cheap rego. Is that right? Uh, super cheap rego. I don't know about the insurance. But you also have to I comply with like how, how many days a year you drive yep. it and shit yep. like that. But that, that to me is such a fucking weird thing that a VN Commodore, which is a car that was fucking well, my everywhere. My dad had when we first bought kids. the home at Arimba. It was a company car. Like, it's Classic a shameful company car. vehicle. It's <laughs> such a piece of shit. Yeah. But like, so yeah, so it is debatable is my point. It is debatable. Like, you you yeah, say it's okay. not debatable, what's a classic? The line moves every decade. New cars become classics. and But also that it's, it's a subjective thing. Yeah, it is. A bit too complicated to... What do they say? Do you like your car? Uh, Fucking I thought I do. All right. That's a classic. No worries. (laughs) It's an N10 Pulsar. 1982 model. Nah. Well, that is the problem, isn't it? 86. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's very subjective. So, I don't know. Maybe they set a price point and they say, okay, well, we'll buy, you know, we'll buy a VC Commodore for 15 grand. Because the reality is like that's, if it, even if it is a piece of shit, if it, if, it's a single owner, like old dude's car, mm. VC Commodore, which he's never done anything to. It, it's got rust in certain places and whatever. That on the market, that car now would probably get like 15 grand. Yeah. Even though it's a complete and utter piece of yeah. shit. And by the government's calculation, it would be an old clanger that needs to get off the roads because it's unsafe. That's right. Even though, again, this guy's owned it for fucking, you know, 30 plus 30 years. years yeah. Uh, so it doesn't owe him anything, effectively. No, so he's going to make good ticket of it. Hmm. 
getting but, rid of it. But he wouldn't because the government would go, we'll give you $1,500. <laughs> 1500 to we'll get it off the, the road. Va- scrap value of the car. Yeah. I'd be interested to find read more into that again because I remember it happening. I remember seeing like, I remember Top Gear did a thing about it. And it was literally a sea of cars. And I remember them talking about cars that were fucking good. Like they're going and seeing like, this is now off the road. And you're like, what the fuck? I would trade anything to have that here. And here there was still like 20 grand, but they they had deemed them as useless pieces of shit over there. That shouldn't be. Take them off the road. Yeah, awesome. What else is happening in the news this week? Um, I haven't watched much news this week. What are we in? We're only two days in. Tuesday. Two days into what? The week? The week. First day of October today. Yep. Daylight saving starts this weekend. Fucking can't wait. Queensland, suck shit. Yeah, fucking. You don't get your fucking. Uh, I love daylight saving. Daylight I fucking hate when it goes, but it's just so good when it arrives. Oh, it's so bad when it finishes. Yeah, it's very depressing. But even now, like being able to come home from work and train. Well, I could train. There's nothing stopping me other than me being a lazy fuck. Yes. Coming home and being like, oh, it's nice and sunny. I'll get my shorts on and my boxing boots and fucking lace up and get out in the, the garage is much more enticing at the moment and the the later the sun's around it's going to be even more enjoyable yeah it's going to be good I wonder if we're going to have one of these fucking scorcher summers like we've had a little bit lately you got um, air conditioning for the podcast studio coming or uh, yeah I figure that an air conditioning unit to do this size shed You'd need like a three-phase power to... I've power. got three-phase oh. and it would the air conditioning unit would probably set me back about $80,000 and then it would cost, you know, 50 bucks a day to run. Totally worth it though. Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> Our first pond, Why are we even talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Fujitsu Air, if, you, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Um, yeah, that means we're coming into cricket season, I guess. Yeah, uh, Bathurst coming up. We we're just having a chat with Reese. We had st- sat down at steak night, and um, yeah, it was Bathurst good to have a coming up pre-podcast feed. Bathurst is, I think, the only car, the car race that gets me um, to turn the TV on. I'm pretty impartial to anything sporting, except for UFC. <laughs> um, did you watch the Alec Baldwin roast? No, I wish I had. I love Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is fucking awesome, but. Comedy has fucking died so much when it comes to these commercial level things like that. Mm. They had Caitlyn Jenner on. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's died in the ass. <laughs> yeah, Caitlyn Jenner was on. And it was it was such a fucking poxy thing. Take a good look, kids. Oh my god. This is what happens when you eat your Wheaties every morning. <laughs> So, Maybe. there's a few, Kylie Jenner, like... The youngest self-made billionaire in history. Yeah, like she started with millions and yeah. turned it into it billions. made Kendall Jenner the highest paid model in the world. I raised 10 children. I currently, well, I'm coming up on 20 grandchildren. I didn't cut it off. I just retired it. It was done. Was I supposed to laugh and clap then? You know, as I look back and forth, I'm not the only one up here who's transitioned. I used to be Bruce Jenner, and Robert De Niro used to be Robert fucking De Niro. Small quality comedy. 
You call yourself an actor, Robert. For 60 years. I'm confused. Isn't it the Alec Baldwin roast? I had everybody no, the, you know that roast everybody. I was a man. Oh, so really? Yeah, they got to roast everybody. Acting. But then, so there's, yeah. And like everyone's like, oh, we've got to clap. Oh, so brave, hey, so John, powerful. Is it true your wife is named Tran Ho? Yes. Oh, I want to meet her. I mean, I'm waiting. I can't wait. I'll also want Fucking to say hell. hello to this Kendall's This is You don't even have to say his name. It's just Kendall's ex. Anyway, Blake Griffin. Blake. Los Angeles to Detroit. Let me tell you, I can tell you a thing or two about switching teams. <laughs> yeah, you're a nice boy. God damn it. I it would... didn't work out between the two of you. If you're always kind of... I'd crawl over a trail of glass to... Uh... Shag Nikki Glaser. <laughs> so welcome to come over to my home and know that you're the second best athlete in the house. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of hate in the world. Okay, so the jokes are done. But we can still laugh at ourselves. And honestly, that's why I'm here tonight. I've seen it all. I've even gotten threats. And I want other members of the trans community to know... I wonder if she got threats from the uh, family of the chick that she killed. ...know that if I'm strong enough mm. to sit up here and be ridiculed all night, that you can handle anything. So now it's like... All right. Let's just start saying some powerful stuff Except so I can compliment myself. Listening to Adam Carolla's podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Bazinga. <laughs> Adam Carolla is so boring. I've never seen a drier pussy in my life. <laughs> that's actually. And that's coming from me. Holy shit. You see, Adam? Women are funny. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you can call yourself a woman if What you can want. I say? Um, I'm here because I love <laughs> Alec. Hell. Yes. Actually, I've known Alec for a long time, and I consider him family. Fuck, they're looking old we in the taste. When I was Bruce, we were like brothers. So, well, I guess that's one more brother he'll never talk to again. <laughs> to get serious about this, look. Some of you hate me just because I'm me. Some of you hate me because of the things I may have said in the past. Well, hey, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm a person trying to figure out my life just like everyone else. All I want is for future generations of transgendered people to know that if I can find the courage to be who I am, then you can too. If, if you have a problem with that, then you can suck my dick. Right, that one was hugely predictable. Yes. The, the, the thing is, the fucking comedy played second fiddle to the fact that she wanted to get up there and beat the fucking drum. I know, beat the drum at a rose. Oh, my God. Have you seen, speaking of... Nikki Glaser was saying, actually, there was a whole fucking shit ton of... Because all their jokes had to be vetted. Vetted, yeah. And um, a whole bunch of her jokes... Couldn't... 
yeah. couldn't happen. Have you seen um, Ryan Dunnigan's Caitlyn Jenner car crash? Kyle Dunnigan? Yeah. Is that the link that you just sent me then? Yeah. Okay, guys, I just got my driver's license back, baby. Bruce fucked me when he killed that lady with his car, baby. Now Caitlyn's got a clean record, baby. I'm a much better driver than Bruce, I'll have you know, so don't be afraid to hit the streets. Retarded kid on his bike. <laughs> 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 oh fucking hell! Uh, uh, Kyle done a good stuff. Was fucking hilarious. Oh, that was man. That one's. I don't. He has done good since. Oh, then. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby. Alec Baldwin did actually fucking nail it. I mean, he's he's written a lot of his own stuff. Oh, he's it. brilliant. He's such a fucking good actor. So he's, I'm such a fan of his. He's so. Fuck, he looks old though. Jesus Christ. He's always this baby face dude that never ages. It's like. What a night. You all talked about me berating the paparazzi, marrying a woman half my age, and so many other memorable achievements. <laughs> Glad you all had fun and a sizable amount of TV exposure at my expense, but just, just one more charitable act that I've done that I won't get credit for. I'm a generous guy, so sharing the spotlight is my gift to all of you. But at the same time, I want to set all of you straight, not you, Sean. If your father couldn't do that, how can I? <laughs> Sean, you proved to the world that gay characters could be successful in prime time, and tonight you proved, once and for all, that Neil Patrick Harris wasn't available. <laughs> Sean, you have the face Bobby of a ventriloquist doll, <laughs> and the asshole of a much larger ventriloquist doll. <clears throat> Blake Griffin, my gift to you is bringing awareness to whatever tragic skin disease it is you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, you can watch the rest of it. But it's, fucking hell. It's fucking... It, look, some of the more brutal roasts that I've seen, like the, the Charlie Sheen one was fucking amazing. Um, oh, something happened on that one. I'm trying to... Something, I vaguely remember hearing not even that long ago. I'm trying to think something happened on that roast that went pear-shaped. I can't remember what the fuck it was. That Steve, um, Mike Tyson uh, and Steve-O, I think. Oh, yeah, he broke his remember? nose yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Ran into, he, he said he's not going to get Mike Tyson to punch him. You so run into it, yeah, he yeah. Ran, he ran into Mike Tyson's fist. Oh, I think man. he broke his eye socket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. But, the the like, Jeff Ross is a properly fucking good uh, comedian. Yeah, have you seen Bumping Mics? Yeah, yeah, I've watched Bumping Brilliant. Mics. But the... The issue is that the the roasts, instead of being this thing where everything is fucking on the table, like you get to go in there and be fucking Have at brutal. It, yeah. Now it's all vetted. They, it's, they, it, it's it's all the social justice warrior stuff. Like when Caitlin was up there, they intentionally went around with their, their cameras in the audience and found the people who probably are transgender or might be transgender or whatever the case is so that they could do the the close-ups you know that the tight shots on them when, yeah so they can see so the emotional like, connection oh, yay, yay, look well, at you. but if i can stand up here and do this <laughs> then you can do anything baby and that's coming from me 
Like, fucking hell, man. The writing quality was fucking shit. That was, um, yeah. Well, that's the problem because Bruce Jenner is not funny. Yeah. And then writing material for him and getting him to go, go up there. Uh, yeah. Bobby De Niro's face. Where <laughs> just the... Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. And he <laughs> again, I don't fucking care. But no, this, not at this, all. This then just became this fucking parade. This just basically a fucking car crash. And that's just a Hollywood like progressive. We need to wave the flag of progression. Yeah, exactly. For Look no how reason. progressive we are. Oh, fantastic. Um, the, and then no, I think something that's along the same sort of lines here in Australia was, was you've seen Kyle Sandilands get. Holy fucking, fuck! That is bullshit. What happened there, man? I listened to the bit. And it, well, it wasn't a bit, but I listened to what, what he, he said, said on the air. It was fucking nothing. Nothing, literally nothing. And 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 it's like, oh, there's 150 people protesting outside the radio station. I was like, 150 people out of the however million listeners that they have. I know. What the fuck is this? Like, and making fun of he didn't make fun of Islam. No, it was of. Um, it was it was about Catholicism. Uh, Catholicism. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was about <clears throat> Christians. So yeah, the whole discussion that Mary probably got knocked up by somebody behind the camel shed. Like, what? we're allowed to make fun of religion. Yeah. That's what we do. We're that's allowed to make fun of, country. of most we're allowed things. to do it. Yeah. Like, don't be racist. Apparently, like, that's a thing. But, um, yeah, the, the fact that you can't be like, oh, no, I don't, I don't believe in your religion. The fact that you would believe in a religion that isn't Christianity is you discounting the existence and venerability of Christianity in the first place because a religion cannot exist whilst acknowledging other religions because then by its very definition it, it believes that there are other gods except for the one that which it's based means around. you're not following yeah which is so Judaism Judaism Islam <coughs> and Catholicism or Christian base, based are all based, faith, based off the same the same god and and the the same Which is sort of Abrahamic narrative. religions, I think they call them. Is that right? Do they Abrahamic or there's a there's a unifying term that describes them? Um, can't remember what it's called now. Yeah, Abrahamic Christianity, Islam, Judaism are the Abrahamic religions. Okay, so they believe. Shit, in that's the first time you get something off the top. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also referred to as Abrahamic. Yeah, you've got Abraham, Isaac, Ismael, so Isaac down to Judaism, and the Judaism. Ism to Christianity. How the fuck is that? I found a um. I'm looking at an image that breaks it down. Anyway, it all comes under the same. Starting from Abraham. Well, yeah, it, it's a it's a belief in the same God, or at least conceptually the same yeah. God, and, and then the stories differ. It's bizarre though that um, Islam is so um, like fundamentalist. Islam's uh, like they kill. Christ- so, did, so did Catholics. Though. True. Well, the, yeah, mm. we know that. Yeah, yeah, but it's um, it's still bizarre if you're all part of the one branch. Yeah, the one brand of religion. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's the thing is like the, the fact that different religions exist means that they're very much discounting the authenticity of your religion, right? Yeah. That's, that's the thing is we have this faith, you have that faith, and they're not the same. Even though we might believe in the same God, if you asked a, a, a Jew, a Catholic, and a, and a Muslim, I've heard this joke, if you ask a Jew, a Catholic, and a Muslim whether they believe in the same God, m- most of them are going to say no. Although mm. Jews tend to be a bit more up on on their scripture, yeah, and a bit more of an understanding. But um, and actually, most of the Muslims I know are, are much more intelligent than the, than the Catholics that I know regarding their. Uh, own, I would also their agree. Yeah. So th- 
like so the fact that other religions exist mean that you're discounting the authenticity of a religion. The fact that a, a, a shit talking fucking DJ gets or radio host gets on there and says, "Oh, I, I don't," you know, Mary. That's a load of shit. Fucking Mary was knocked up behind the camel shed. That the only thing that I would pull out of that is a slight tinge of racism because he made camel. reference to a camel shed. Yeah, right? Orientalism. Yeah, they've all got fucking camels. Like, that's the only thing you could possibly pull out of that from my side of it. Yeah, if you wanted to get really offended, it's that he assumed yeah. it was a camel. And and that's a reasonable assumption to say, well, no, that bitch is lying. Like, it, because it it's like, oh, no, but it was a Immaculate Conception. Fantastic. Like, you sit <laughs> here and say Santa doesn't exist. Like, well, that you're now fucking questioning the belief of, of much, a child. <laughs> this is as much evidence, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's I, a very, it very I couldn't believe the headlines. I was like, what the fuck did he say? And then I was like, what? Yeah, where's, what's the rest what? of it? What? Yeah. I don't know. I feel, it's weird. I feel like it's not even a, like, we're not even in what I feel like a, um, there's no like religious turmoil that's, Popular. There's always religious turmoil somewhere in the, around the world. For sure. But I feel like as a as like a pop thing, a popular culture, it's on the news. There's not much going on as far as you know. ISIS isn't even. We don't talk about it anymore. We don't talk about. Um, it just doesn't seem to be a problem. And then he says this thing about Christianity, and everyone's up in arms. I feel like it's like Christians were like feel like they're getting a bit of bad, a bit of bad rum for a while. No one's listening to them. We only listen. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure all we the only Christians- listen to Muslims, and it's like, yeah. oh fuck, we want our turn now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, here's an opportunity for us to fucking whinge and carry. 150 on. Christians from the same church because the mosque getting built around the corner, and fucking Lakemba got pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I- if don't listen to Carl. How can you listen to Carl Sanderlands and be offended by anything he says? Yeah, that's true. That's the same as watching any comedy and getting offended by anything a comedian says. Like, you're the fuckwit. Yeah, not, that's not right. the comedian. The fact Carl Sandlands is not a fuckwit. It, I mean, he's he Carl Sandlands. He probably yeah. is a fuckwit, but. But, but it, he's, he's unashamedly and unabashedly himself, and he has always done that. The fact that every other time he's been put into a position where he's now, you know, facing legal charges or whatever, he always doubles down. He always doubles mm. down where he's like, no, nah, get fucked. That, you know, you can be, your feelings can be hurt. Big fucking Yeah, deal. exactly. I don't understand why this one has blown up. I do not understand. This seems to me. Is there any owners that are, like, is it church owned? It couldn't be. The church would own a fucking station that he's. No. Kiss FM. Oh, I can't remember who they got bought. Well, Scientology. It was mix, <laughs> mix, mix 106.5 <clears throat> um, is what it was before. And what is it? Part of the iHeart network. Okay whoever the fuck that is. Um, but it would only be a power that be that would give that sort of influence, of course. Well, it's not even the station. Like, the station's not doing it. It's, it's, they're like, oh, there were some people whinging about it on Facebook, which is how all the fucking clickbait news articles oh, start. where you get your news from. Yes. That's where journalists get their news from. <laughs> journalists, yeah. I'm going to add that to my LinkedIn profile and start posting blogs. <laughs> <laughs> You won't believe what number three is. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Um, yeah, I've anyway, whatever. I don't know. It, it's scary that we've somebody who makes his money off having like really uh, questionable and in your face saying outlandish things. Mm. The fact that he's being put under fire, like that's his fucking brand. Yeah. The fact that he's been put... What to expect? Yeah, under five. There's, I, I'm really fucking confused. It's like, it's like bringing home a, a rabid dog and expecting it not to bite people. Yes. It's, that's, it's like a 
poor metaphor, but Carl Sandilands, what the fuck do you expect from him? Honestly, it's, yeah. it fucking blew me away that, that was what the cause was. I thought maybe he said some fucked up shit that was like, you know, hold my beer, Alan Jones. <laughs> Watch yeah, exactly. this. Like, let's rape yeah. women or let's fuck kids or let's bash women. Like, yeah. But no, it's literally, yeah, fucking Yeah, crazy. I don't believe that Mary was a virgin. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Oh, I'm so offended. Yeah, so triggered. Is uh, that like the... Do you have to be on, like, the unemployment line to fucking get upset about that? Because sure as shit, if you've got a job, how the fuck do you have time to be... If you have kids, how the fuck do you have time to get upset about that shit? Yeah. I don't know how you... Well, obviously, the answer is, and, you know, speaking with experience and all the authority, they have no lives. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think Christians were so fucking thin-skinned. No. (laughs) I legitimately did not. I just cannot believe that. Oh. Anyway, um, they've been lying in the um, the shadows for a while, so they wanted to be heard. They wanted to be heard. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag me too. <laughs> hashtag men too. Mm. Oh, that's what I thought. The 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 meh too movement. The meh too. Yeah. yeah. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Meh. Yeah. How you feeling? Meh. Meh. Meh too. Meh. Meh too. I like that. I could get behind that one. It too, I think that's, uh, what's that? That's French or something. I can get a lot of inbox messages, really angry people inboxing you. And I hope so. That'd be nice. Get some traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow and like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have uh, any complaints, just call in. <laughs> rate, rate, follow, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, you got to probably hit the frog and toad, I think. Yeah, I, I think I do, actually. This rapid fire one, uh, post steak night. Yeah, we'll, so. um, we'll try and extract more intelligence from me next time. Mm. Get your uh, get your views on Islam next time. Yeah, I'll get I'll get um, trained up by the. Did uh, you know Islam? It's one of the uh, Abrahamic yes religions. Yep. Did you know that? I knew that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from religious. <laughs> I think I think actually here's here's what I think would be a really cool thing because a few of the a few of the episodes that I put in the can. Afterwards, as I'm editing it, I go, I've used that word and I think I've used it correctly. What might be an interesting thing is to have like a, wor- a word, have have like a, no, a real word, have, <laughs> have a word, something that is not particularly common, bring it up as a, like right at the beginning, which is, this is the word, this is the definition. And then it has to be used during the podcast at some point as a bit of a challenge. So you've got something to learn. What is your word then? You're going to have to give- Ubiquitous. Oh, it's everywhere. Yes. That's literally the definition. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good one. Hey, when I've used it in a sentence in, it says a lot about my peer group. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) You've used it in a sentence. Often. Yeah. Yeah. I replaced it. I just was like, I like that heaps better. Makes me sound smart. Yeah. I need to improve my vocabulary. I'm going to use that. And then I'm going to start using irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> irregardless of the fact that it's not a word. <laughs> and the other thing that you should... Actually, if you want... Ubiquitous is quite ubiquitous in terms of its use. It is. And it's well understood. But what you should do is maybe switch it out with omniscient. Omniscient. Yeah, which is nearly synonymous. Omniscient's a bit more ethereal in terms of like godly and whatever so god is omniscient i like your way to describe rather than see if i just googled that and it gives you its definition it would have been hard to retain it but the way you just used it means it's probably going to stay in my brain a bit because i went like this with my hands yeah, the spirit fingers. The spirit fingers. Literally, as I, was, fingers, yeah. as, I was descri- <laughs> as I was describing the oh, spirit. It's amazing. 
It was a 3D experience. All These the are some priestly hands. <laughs> Touch little boys. <laughs> uh, I had a permission note. Anyway, all good, mate. Um, I appreciate you dropping in. Thanks for having me again. No it was worries. Great. Um, take it easy, guys. Remember, contact us on the podcast hotline on 029-5418-450. Reach out to Lifeline dot org dot au keep your chin up boys you're not alone out there thanks very much raf we'll catch up with you soon catch you soon guys see ya